When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Football Social Daily. Welcome to Football Social Daily, a Premier League podcast from the Sports Social team. This is an award-winning show, so why not hit subscribe and that way you won't miss another episode of the podcast again, including any of our interviews with former top flight professionals, including Pascal Chimbonda, Wes Brown, Brian McClare and a whole host more. Just scroll back in the timeline to find those. But instead of looking back at past players, we need to look ahead to who might be doing the business for their teams this weekend in the Premier League. It's another massive weekend in the top flight of English football. And after last weekend's hammering of Manchester United, can Liverpool motor towards the top four? They take on a struggling Bournemouth side who are desperately in need of the points and lost 9-0 the last time these two sides met. If Bournemouth were perhaps expecting to be in a fight to stay up this season, I think it's fair to say Arsenal probably weren't anticipating being in a fight for the Premier League title. The Gunners lead the way in the top flight right now. Can they maintain their momentum against a Fulham side who have been impressive this term? And if I told you 15 years ago that a meeting between Leeds United and Brighton would be one side fighting for Europe and another fighting to stay up, you probably think it was an FA Cup tie, but it's the Seagulls who have continental dreams this season, whilst the mighty Leeds United look to stave off the drop. Welcome to FSD for Friday. We pick three games to go through, five minutes a pop, in a pacey preview of the Premier League this weekend. My name's Niall, and with me as ever on this Friday morning, Joel Tudor and Marley Anderson. How you doing, boys? Good morning. Yep, not too bad. Survived the snow, the snowstorm that's uh, hit the north of England, and... Uh... Yeah, thriving. It feels like an April bank holiday where I am at the moment. I mean, there was that Arctic breeze and a bit of sleet yesterday, but I wasn't snowed in or anything. So were you like ready to batten down the hatches, Marley, by the sounds of it? Uh, I was out playing football in it last night. So <laughs> what, last uh, night? not quite. I was, uh, I was freezing. I wore three long sleeve tops um, and then uh, and then some more layers on the bottom as well. So yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting one. It wasn't particularly enjoyable, but uh, we got through it. Yeah, I was at the uh, Europa League game last night at Old Trafford between Manchester United and Real Betis, and I asked one of the journalists, 
cuantas camisetas, how many t-shirts? And he responded siete, which I think is seven. <laughs> so he had seven t-shirts on at Old Trafford last night. They weren't really expecting it. What about you, Joel? You seem like you're able to get out and about. I mean, I've got my snowplow revving outside, just warming up. And now, like you just said, it's like an April, beautiful summer's day. You get the four seasons in a day here in Manchester. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't like Marley, obviously, channeling his inner Chimbonda yesterday by absolutely <laughs> kitting himself out. I was staying well inside. <laughs> yeah, you can understand why Pascal Chimbonda, who is used to 30 degrees all year round, wears gloves and tights all season. Because when you play for the likes of Wigan and Sunderland and Blackburn, I can imagine it probably does get cold on those Tuesday nights. You can listen to our interview with Pascal just by scrolling back in the timeline. It came out on Wednesday. So why don't you subscribe as well? And that way, any of the interviews we've got coming up with former Premier League professionals, you won't miss them. We've got some really cool guests actually being scoped out for the future. So looking forward to bringing you those interviews. But... Today, we're going to do what we always do on a Friday, and that's our Friday Fast 3. Three Premier League games that we've picked out for special attention over the course of Saturday and Sunday, and just five minutes between Marley and Joel to discuss them. Once the clock stops, the conversation stops. That's it. No more discussion. And the game we're going to start with is at Dean Court, where Bournemouth welcome Liverpool, and Liverpool off the back of a 7-0 hammering of Manchester United. Is it fair to say, Joel, that... That result, as big as it is because it's a derby match, may well be what lights the fire under Liverpool in terms of their attempt to try and reach the Champions League spots this season. Well, I think it would be the obvious way to say yes, but it's happened just before that. I mean, they've got five clean sheets in a row now. And if we remember just prior to that happening, they were all over the place at the back. Obviously, Van Dijk was missing for a couple of weeks. Uh, the defence just seemed a, a very, very shaky without him in there. And now that they've got, that, obviously, the victory last week, um, I don't want to keep saying 7-0 constantly because it's literally been going on and on. Um, but it just seems... And I said it last month, the fact that they are closer than they realise to the Champions League positions. And when you see, for example, Spurs quickly fading, um, they can go to the top four on goal difference if they do win um, on on Saturday. So I think it's massive incentive for them. The uh, lunchtime kickoff isn't something that's massively favourable, though it always seems to throw up a really random result. But it's probably vital that they win this game because following it they've got um, a pretty difficult run of fixtures they've got the Madrid game on Wednesday then they've got Chelsea away Arsenal at home so I think it's the best time to just keep the momentum going and you never know how Liverpool are going to react because like I mentioned they were in really poor form just a month ago and now they've suddenly risen from the dead um, but it would be just like Liverpool this season to win 7-0 and then get beaten by Bournemouth the week later and just completely capitulate. So yeah, I think it's really important to keep that momentum going and just keep their top, top four hopes alive because right now it seems like it's very much on and if they win, they go four points behind Manchester United which I think a month ago they were around 11-12 points so it's it's pretty miraculous I would say. They've managed to string together some results recently, have Liverpool and obviously topped off by that 7-0 win Marley but I mentioned earlier on they beat Bournemouth 9-0 earlier this season and they have taken it to teams at times and I think that's probably where the source of the frustration has come from there have been performances from Liverpool where they have blitzed teams like we've seen them do over the last few years but every now and again they turn in these turgid displays where there's just absolutely nothing going on there's nothing to be excited about I guess it's a case of making sure that Jurgen Klopp has more of those positive performances than those abject ones yeah they sort of um when they when they click it's like it's like the liverpool of, of two years ago 
um, when you know they, they properly hammer teams and Man United and Bournemouth have found out this season that Liverpool at their strongest can be um, you know, still very, very good and, and dangerous and score loads of goals and what have you. But I feel like with Liverpool, sometimes they've, um, maybe this season, I think, was it the second game of the season when they beat Bournemouth 9-0? And it was like... Second or third, yeah. Yeah, mm. it was It was kind of like, um, I, th- I thought they may, they may have got a bit complacent after it because, you know, once you t- beat a team 9-0, it's hard to not let that go to your head. And I thought Liverpool, when they beat them, for the next few weeks, it was it was kind of like, Right, well, we're in for another title charge, and you know we'll we'll push City all the way this season, just like we did last season and the season before. But you know it, it, that little bit of complacency, maybe, uh, sort of snuck into their like next few displays, and you know six months later, you know they're uh, they're fighting to get in the top four. So, but when it, you know, it still doesn't sort of make them a, a not dangerous team because we've seen what they can do. I think last week against Man United, everything just clicked for them. I think a lot of the goals, you know, like I don't I don't want to say lucky, but like everything went for them. Like the bounce off McTominay's backside when he was on the floor for Salah to then rip a right foot volley from twenty two yards. Like how many times has he ever done that? How many times would he shank that volley? But everything was going right for them last season, uh, last week. And when that happens, you know, you're flying and it's simple. Simple win for you, so they've got to do that again. They've got to do it a few more times to the end of the season because they've they've been poor in when they're average. They've been too too bad, um, and they've given themselves a bit of a job to do. From a Bournemouth perspective, then Joel, they were unlucky not to take any points off of Arsenal last week. A brilliant goal in the ninety sixth or ninety eighth minute or something from Reese Nelson ensured the Gunners won three two. However, it was another defeat for Gary O'Neill's side and with Southampton winning against Leicester, that sucks them deeper into the relegation zone. Are Bournemouth now favourites to be relegated? It's looking that way at the moment, but I saw a pretty alarming stat, which is that they've lost 17 points from winning positions this season. And you saw it again last weekend where they were pretty much comfortably on their way to a good victory against Arsenal. And then again, completely capitulate against the team who really pressurised them until the final moment. But imagine if they would have taken, you know, half of those 17 points, they'd be probably well within distance of safety. So that's where they need to correct. Oh, just in time, just in time. I definitely think that they're I'm getting probably going to go now, down. Now. My timing's impeccable. <laughs> I definitely think that they're going to go down, though, Bournemouth. Um, I thought they would at the start of the season. They actually started pretty well, apart from the 9-0. Um, they were around mid-table for a while. Nottingham Forest were struggling, but it seems like those two sides have kind of swapped places now. Uh, and I agree with what you said earlier, Marley, about maybe a bit of complacency at the start of the season from Liverpool, because let's face it, nobody thought Arsenal would be fighting for the title, not even their own fans. Nobody knew how Ten Hag would do at Manchester United after their worst ever Premier League season. Chelsea had new ownership and we weren't sure how that was going to go down. So, And Tottenham are Tottenham, with no disrespect to them. So I think you've probably got a good point there. Um, all right, Liverpool against Bournemouth this weekend in the Premier League. We're going to discuss Fulham against Arsenal and Leeds against Brighton. Two big games in their own right. We'll do it after this on FSD. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. This is Football Social Daily and our Friday Fast 3. We've already boxed off Liverpool against Bournemouth. So let's move on to Fulham against Arsenal. And every win for Arsenal, Marley, keeps the pressure on Manchester City to chase them down at the top of the Premier League table. In a strange way, it feels like we're getting towards what we would call the run-in, the string of games towards the end of the season. But with the World Cup, we're still, I think, a few matches off of that point. But no doubt, as the months tick down and the fans, because they're so used to March and April being that time of the season where things are decided and, you know, things are, are on the line, maybe nerves might start to kick in. When do you think those nerves might start to kick in for Arsenal or are they there already? I think uh, secretly they are starting to to get nervous. Not It's not in full-on panic stations at the minute. I think probably the minute it started was when they conceded that second goal to Bournemouth last week and they thought, Christ, you know, we've, we've actually got to... We've got to carry on turning up. We can't just, um, you know, go and stand on the pitch and, and teams aren't going to let us beat them. Everyone's fighting for something, whether it's that horrible, like, 12th to 16th like battle royal that's going on down there or or teams fighting to get into the top eight or the top four. Everyone's got something to go for at this stage of the season. No one's dead and buried or anything like that. So I think with um, as they get closer to it, as we've mentioned before on the podcast, you know they're they're a young side. They don't know what it's like to go and win something big. Um, so it's um, it it will be soon that they start getting a bit twitchy and they'll 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 be looking at Man City's games and timings and recovery times. You know, a City playing Wednesday, but we're playing Thursday, and then we both play Sunday, and it's like they've had an extra day's recovery, and they'll they'll be looking at everything. Um, behind the scenes, they won't say they will, but they hundred percent are. Um, but it's that's just the way it is. That's that's the obstacles you've got to overcome to to win something, to win a Premier League, and that's that's their goal. So, you know, that's that's how it goes. Bit of a side point here. I hate when players are like, "Oh, we don't look at the table. Oh, we don't look at the form guides." It's absolute. Every single player. Whether it's Sunday League, Five-A-Side, Premier League, League Two, whatever it is, look at the table and know what the result at the weekend means for their team in terms of the standings. Everyone does it. So I don't know why players come out and say that they don't do it because it's a load of rubbish, in my opinion. But Arsenal are managing to get the job done at the moment at the top of the table. As for Fulham, will they be quietly confident going into this game? at Craven Cottage will they have seen what Bournemouth did last week and run Arsenal very very close and take some confidence from it Joel obviously Fulham are having an amazing season but they're probably not going to get into Europe that doesn't mean that they're not going to put up a fight against Arsenal because there's still plenty for them to play for I think Fulham can be confident regardless of the result yes um, last weekend it's purely because they've been a bit of a revelation I would say I think when you look at the start of the season predictions we all made 
pretty sure nearly everyone in this country would have had Fulham to go down 100% because it's a team yeah it's, it's a team that isn't massively different from their championship uh, team apart from the odd like three or four additions which are solid additions but you know the likes of William and Andres Pereira not one person would have predicted that them two would become absolute key to their success this season and I think you've got to give you know Marco Silva huge credit for that after really disappointing spells at Everton and Watford um, but to be in seventh position and still in touching distance of those European places and the lack of pressure they have to go down now, it's the perfect position to be in where you can literally attempt every game, even when the likes of Arsenal come to their ground and really bring the game to them because they're in a position of absolutely risk-free football. They can do exactly how they please. And regardless of their result this season, even if it's a 10th, 11th place finish, their fans will be so happy that they're not turned into that yo-yo club that we've seen them become over these last few years. Uh, and an, another another point is that um, Manor Solomon, I'm massively surprised with him. He has been a bit of a revelation this last month. He got nominated for the Premier League Player of the Month award. Um, I mean, when's the last time a Fulham player got nominated for that? It just shows just how these players are really starting to play for the badge a little bit and they're gelling massively together. So they can go into this game, hopefully take a result from Arsenal and um, make it a little bit more interesting for the neutrals. (laughs) I tell you what, I really want to know the answer to that question. I bet it's Andy Johnson or something, the last Fulham player to be nominated for Player of the Month. Clint Dempsey. You reckon that long yeah, ago? Yeah, Clint Dempsey. I think Clint Dempsey's a good I mean, shot. they had a few Goal of the Months. I mean, that Kasami volley was just outrageous. Oh, um, goal of the century in some people's perspectives. Arsenal, meanwhile, have still got players to come back, Marley. So you talk about a Fulham side who actually don't concede that many goals. They drew 0-0 with Chelsea. They beat Brighton by a clean sheet they beat Forest by a clean sheet conceded one I think against Wolves the anomaly was last weekend against Brentford where they shipped three in a 3-2 defeat but it was a close game so against Arsenal I guess from their perspective if they can keep everybody fit and then bring people back into the fold that gives them a stronger chance of winning the title yeah I mean you know that's the one sort of um, when we say like are Arsenal sort of running out of steam or are they thinking about other things they, they do have the added bonus of getting getting players back like Jesus is back in training now I think um, he's le- learning to drive as well if you've seen Jorginho's uh, Instagram post the other day of uh, Jesus looking like a like a kid in a shot window just like oh like oh hello um, but yeah you know Jesus coming back I know people were he was on a little bit of a drought before he got injured I think and people were saying is he is he right for, for Arsenal but nobody can deny that Arsenal are a better team with Jesus up front than than Nketiah or, or Trossard in a false nine or something like that. It's um, It'll only improve them. I mean, it'll help rest other players as well, you know. So they're, they're going to get better and they, they need to maintain the level. And they'll need to try and maintain that level indeed this weekend against Fulham. Seventh place Cottagers against league leaders Arsenal. The gap is currently five points after 26 games played. Arsenal will be very keen to keep that cushion intact but it won't be easy that's for sure from Fulham who probably not have expected to be fighting for Europe this season to a side now who maybe were behind the scenes Brighton and Hove Albion started the season with Graham Potter at the helm he's since gone on to Chelsea and after a bit of a wobble when Potter left Roberto De Zerbi has gone in there and done absolutely brilliantly but a much fresher face in the Leeds dugout Javi Grazia who replaced the recently sacked Jesse Marsh leads have played a game less than Everton, Joel, in that fight to stay up. They're currently one place above the relegation zone. 
but they're level on points with the Toffees. So they need to make sure that they match or better that result that Everton get against Brentford this weekend. If they don't, that means they're bang in trouble again. They are already in trouble, but in terms of having a game in hand over Everton, if they don't match Everton's result, you can lose that advantage instantly. Yeah, it's, it's like I said a few weeks ago, I think this running is not going to be done until probably the last two or three games of the season, to be honest. Um, I know that Gracia got a really good result against Southampton, that 1-0 win not too long ago, and then back-to-back defeats, and it just feels like they're back to square one again. Um, I still feel like they probably got a good chance just in terms of decent depth, where they've got a few goal scorers in that side compared to Southampton, which I don't really see too much. Um, but again, it's difficult for them to actually feel as though they can come out of this because the next games are Wolves away and Arsenal away to follow. And they haven't got the best away record this season either. And I just feel is when you look at, for example, Everton and you look at West Ham and Leicester just in front of them, it feels like those sides have a little bit more to actually escape that. But again, they're really banking on this new manager bounce uh, lasting a good amount of time and trying to get them out of trouble. But the games that they've got coming up, I don't really see them getting a result against Wolves and I don't see them getting a result against Arsenal either. And if they do back-to-back defeats again, that'll take them even further closer to Bournemouth and you don't know what results they're going to get. Um, they might have a good surprise results in their result in their fixture list coming up. So it's not looking good for Leeds at all. And it's strange because when you recall the start of the season when Jesse Marsh... Um, started to get a firm a firm foot into the into the team. They started off really well, from what I can remember, and it looked like you know we were praising all of the new American signings and um, you know Tyler Adams and McKenney in the midfield. I was really impressed with them, even though they got absolutely smashed by Manchester United after that game. But they looked pretty good in that midfield, and I don't know where the solidity's disappeared. So let's see how this game goes for them. But against Brighton, I mean. I don't think you can give him enough plaudits to Zerbi for what he's doing there at the moment. Um, but it's going to be a very, very tough game because Brighton are now one of those teams that you don't want to play against. Yeah, you look at the Premier League table and when it comes to Brighton, they're currently situated right in that European shake-up, Mali. And if you think of the teams around them, they've got three games in hand on Fulham. They've got a game in hand on Newcastle, two games in hand on Liverpool and three games in hand on Tottenham Hotspur. So European football, whether it's possibly even Champions League, Europa League or Europa Conference, is definitely on the cards for Brighton this season. It is, yeah. They, you know, they, it's in their hands. Um, they're, they're getting better. I think a lot of the time in the past, it's been, can Brighton score goals to reflect their dominance in the game? Like, they will have 65% possession against you. They will pass it around in nice little triangles and make you look a bit stupid in the, in the middle third and, and their own third. But, what can they do going forward? And I think the likes of like Evan Ferguson coming into the team is a threat. He looks a really good young player. Um, like seems to just know where their goal is. You know, scored some great goals in his uh, early career so far. Um, and there's less of a um, a question mark about their attacking style now. Um, there's plenty of talent there. There's plenty of goals there. And you know, the one thing I can say about Zerbi is he's just carried on what Potter was doing. You know, there wasn't. Brighton weren't terrible before Potter. They were doing really, really well. That's why it was such a blow that he left for Chelsea. But obviously, you can't blame him for taking that opportunity. But you know, it was—it's always hard to carry on what the previous manager's done if he's—if it's that rare situation where a manager's been poached rather than binned off because he's been rubbish. 
it's really hard to keep a team at the same level. Um, but Deservey's done it. I think there was a little wobble at the start, um, but since then, you know, they've they've been brilliant. So, you know, long may it continue for them because we all know Brighton are happiest in the season when the transfer window is shut. Because as soon as the window opens, everyone wants all the players because they've done so well um, in in a so-called smaller team. Oh, just in time. Look at that. Just as the buzzer starts, there's no point me asking you a question, Joel, but I'm going to anyway. You can answer it in one word. Are Brighton going to qualify for Europe this season? Yes. Yes. There we go. The answer I was expecting. That is it for Friday Fast 3 here on Football Social Daily. This is how the Premier League table does look, though. Arsenal lead the way, top of the tree, 63 points after 26 games. That is five points ahead of second place Manchester City. On 58 points, Manchester United quite a way back, albeit having only played 25 games. They're on 49 points. I think it's fair to say probably not quite enough there to win the Premier League title. Tottenham are fourth despite their poor form at the moment. Liverpool move up to fifth after that big win last weekend. Newcastle United stay sixth. Seventh, eighth and ninth is Fulham, Brighton and Brentford. Moving down into tenth is Chelsea. And then in the bottom reaches of the Premier League table from the bottom up Bournemouth foot of the table level on points with Southampton who is second bottom then it's Everton and Leeds who are also level on points Everton have played a game more though so that's something to bear in mind whilst West Ham Leicester and Nottingham complete 16 up to 14 okay that's it for this week's Football Social Daily we'll be back on Monday with more reaction to the weekend's Premier League games including Get in the Sea which is our chance to have a little bit of a moan across the weekend's Premier League action. Any Sunday league to look forward to, Marley, this weekend? Uh, yes and no, because uh, I'm away on another stag do, Joel. Uh, so oh, my God. Stag do number 759 for Marley. I am, yeah. I'm, I'm over in Halifax for that, um, if weather permitting. Um, and then we've got a cup quarterfinal on Sunday uh, against a team two divisions above us. Um, but it might get snowed off, so we we never know. So wait, What's the likelihood of starting? Yeah, he's got an important cup game, Joel, against the side two divisions above, and he's out on the <laughs> on Saturday night. The professional that is. He reminds me of um, <laughs> when Tevez didn't want to come off the bench from Man City. He's done now. He's had enough of the manager. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, lads. Well, that's it from us here on Football Social Daily. As I say, if you hit subscribe, that way you won't miss any of the episodes we've got coming up with former Premier League professionals. Some of the interviews we've already done have been really fun. Wes Brown and Brian McClare, two Manchester United legends who've spoken to Matt Jarvis, an Everton hero in Trevor Stephen, and there's loads of other people that we've spoken to as well. And you can find them all by scrolling back in the timeline. Or if you don't want to miss the next one, just hit subscribe. But from us on FSD, have a great weekend. That's it. We'll speak to you on Monday. Social Daily is a VoiceWork Sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.